So today is the last Sunday of the liturgical year, and as always, it is the solemnity of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe, more commonly known as Christ the King. The origin of this feast is actually a relatively recent one, and it's quite interesting. It was only put into the liturgical calendar in 1925 by Pope Pius XI, and what he saw in the world was something actually rather similar to what we see now. He saw secularism, fascism, and communism going all around Europe, and he saw them gaining strength. All of these ideologies that put other things in front of God. And so what he did was he put in this feast of Christ the King to show us that all things are subordinate to Christ, and that Christ truly has dominion over all. That we have a calling to live in a heavenly kingdom with greater authority than any authority here on earth. And I think we can maybe say that history can be repeating itself, and this feast is quite important for us today. But the kingship of Christ, brothers and sisters, is a very different kingship than any other earthly authority that we might have. It can be difficult to sort of describe. It can be hard to pin down sometimes. There's not really an easy comparison here on earth to Christ's kingship. So if we look at these readings today, we can maybe ask ourselves, what is Christ's kingship like? What does it mean to be a member of his kingdom, and how do we enter it? So let's look at Christ's kingship. It is one of service, and it is one of sacrifice. It is not one of overarching authority. It is not totalitarian. It is one of service, and it is one of sacrifice. That is how we know that he loves us and how we want to be subordinate to him because of Christ's service and sacrifice. And his dominion is exercised primarily through self-sacrificing love, a love that gives of itself for others. And maybe an example of how to exercise this are those works of mercy, those corporal works of mercy that we heard in our gospel today, where we are able to see Christ in the other, to love others as we would love Christ, caring for them as we would for Christ. And Christ did this better than anyone who has ever lived. He was an example par excellence, most notably on the cross. That was the greatest work of mercy the world has ever seen. He loved us, maybe more or thought of us more than he thought of himself up on the cross. And Christ truly came not to be served, but to serve all of us so that we could enter eternal life. That work of service and that work of sacrifice is most evident on the cross. So if Christ's kingship is one of service, then what is his kingdom like? Thankfully, we don't have to imagine too much on this because his kingdom already exists. It exists in heaven. It exists with the angels and the saints giving him glory forever and ever. The problem with that is you and I aren't there yet. So, what does Christ's kingdom look like here on earth? We have a bit of an image, we have a bit of a symbol or a glimpse of that in the form of the church, Christ's kingdom here on earth. Again, it's it's only a sign, it's only a symbol, if you will, of the kingdom that exists in heaven. So, theologians like to describe the church as already but not yet. Again, a glimpse of something that already exists, but we can't fully see yet because we're not in heaven. And if we are within the church, brothers and sisters, we are within that kingdom. 
We have great assurance that if we are within the church, we are members of that kingdom. And the more we are united with the church, the more we are united with the kingdom of God. Through those corporal works of mercy, through proclaiming the gospel, all of these activities of the church, the more we are united with them, the more we are members of Christ's kingdom. Now, as members of that kingdom, we have a bit of a responsibility. And that, we be, and that responsibility is that we be subjects of that kingdom and loyal ones at that. And we profess this responsibility every time that we pray the Our Father. When we say the words, Thy kingdom come. Now, what are we asking for in that moment when we say, Thy kingdom come? Well, Christ's kingdom already exists in heaven, and we have an image of it here on earth. So where does Christ's kingdom still have to come? It has to come within us, within our souls. When we pray, Thy kingdom come, in the Our Father, we are praying that God's kingdom come to us. That Christ be the one that reigns in our bodies, in our minds, in our hearts, and in our souls. That every single part of us is governed and ruled by Christ before it is governed and ruled by anything else, most notably that of sin. We're called to make Christ the king of our hearts. That's what we pray when we say, thy kingdom come, that the kingdom come in us. And if we do this, we will be able to see the kingdom in its fullness in heaven. But more than that, we will be able to inherit that kingdom which has been prepared for us from the foundation of the world. This kingdom, brothers and sisters, is our inheritance. It was promised to us at our baptism. So we have to claim it. We have to claim it by being loyal members of the kingdom here on earth. Now, it's an inheritance. So someone can give you an inheritance, but we have to claim it. We're never left out of God's inheritance. If anything, when we aren't making God the king of our hearts, it's us saying we don't want it rather than God taking us out of the plan. So we have to claim that inheritance, that inheritance that is offered to every single human being. We have to claim it. And we can claim it by living out those works of mercy, just like Christ did, and feeding the hungry, giving drink to the thirsty, clothing the naked, burying the dead, etc., etc., so that we can live with him on earth and therefore live and reign with Christ in heaven. And if we reign with Christ in heaven, we will actually share in his kingship. We will share in his kingship. And it will be a fulfillment of what we were given at our baptism when each of us was made priest, prophet, and king with that holy oil of chrism. So when we pray, thy kingdom come, we pray that Christ might reign in us and that we be subject to him. And we pray this every day because it is so important. We are members of a kingdom, the greatest community, the greatest family the world has ever known. All of it centered under Christ, our King. So brothers and sisters, when we pray the Our Father today, let's remember what we're asking when we say, Thy kingdom come, and pray it with our whole hearts, that our lives might be ordered toward Christ, that we be subject to Him and model our lives after Him as well. And if we do that, then we will inherit that kingdom prepared for us from the foundation of the world.